0: talk Padres baseball we've got you covered today is an off day for the Padres but it's also the MLB draft and our host Mike Janela knows who he'd pick for the team and is ready to defend those picks everybody just fist fight me <laughs> the fist fight is
1: going to be glorious
0: Randy Jones also knows who he'd pick but only because he cheated off of Mike's homework I I, I monitor you Mike I I check it Oh, uh, so
2: now I have to be careful and look be over careful. my shoulder
0: and rounding out the crew it's Chris Ello who's also got some prospects he'd pick in mind but is willing to suffer the consequences if he's wrong
1: guess you have to just take your pie in the face right now
0: now coming to you from the amr studio inside the western metal supply company building it's padre social hour with your hosts mike Janella, randy jones and chris
2: happy thursday happy draft day everybody welcome to a padres off day edition of padre social hour And we're here at Petco Park in the AMR studio. Uh, Maybe an off day for the big league team, but not an off day for the franchise. There's some draft happening today. you heard about that? That's right. Yeah. Big day. Big day. We'll take you right up to it. The Padres (sighs) are making five picks today. They have six of the first 85 picks, and uh, we're taking you right up to there. Uh, We're going to get to that in a bit, but uh, gentlemen, you have a very tough task ahead. Because yesterday was maybe, I think, the best show in Padre Social Hour history. (laughs) Oh, really? It's going to be a tough task. I mean, Blooper, your vote. You've been here for pretty much every episode.
1: It compares with Lil John.
3: I mean, we had. Yeah, I'm glad I miss all these. We had Mark Paul Gosselin, all these celebrities. That, you know, I don't know. They seem to blow your dress up really big. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, Zach really
1: Morris did. was here. What
2: else? Uh, I'm yeah. excited
3: oh, to be sitting with Randy Jones. You know, I mean, I so know that, Dog that's all is here. You're I my know, celebrity Jack man. can't hit a slider. I don't understand. It. No, don't Snoop Dogg maybe can. Snoop Dogg can't, Dog can't, can't. take he can't two and throw a right. I know that.
1: No, he his pitch was. That terrible. we learned. You're yeah. in
2: the same seat he, Snoop Dogg was in yesterday, Chris. I mean, you should feel honored. I know. And the reason that yesterday was so great was for one moment in particular. Snoop and Bill Center, you put them together—that's <laughs> magic. I heard that was a—I heard yeah. that's a new it team. It was so now. good, we've got to run it back from yesterday. It's Here's like Starsky we and Hutch to, or yeah, something. Yeah, the new Starsky and Hutch Center and Snoop. Check it out. <laughs> Any slang you can teach Bill so he can be up on it with the kids these days? Any
0: slang? Yeah. Yep. You tell everybody they owe you some money. Tell them to break
4: bread or fake dead. Break bread or fake dead? Exactly. <laughs> 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 What's the over-under
2: <laughs> until Bill uses that on blooper on some episode <laughs> at some point this year? Wait till I get him in the press
4: box today. Thank <laughs> you. Break I bread or fake, fake date. Fake dead. <laughs> I love it. Are we, now, we're, are we emphasizing the fake or the dead? The fake. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would have emphasized the dead. Let me see how you going to say it. Break bread or fake dead? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, uh, the new best cool. friends that anyone could ever have. Bill Center have. may That's have a amazing. new job. Bill Center and yeah. Snoop Talk. New and job. after I tweeted this yesterday, Blooper reminded me, right after we went off the air with Snoop, he asked one of his entourage if he could take a picture of him and Bill Center.
3: That's awesome.
2: How often do you get someone like Snoop asking to take a picture with you? Uh, That's yeah. going right, up right, on Snoop's office. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's, That's beautiful. So good. so good. Good job, Bill. So we have hang that, in there, Bill. So, we have that to go uh, try and top today. We're going to do our best. Chris, you brought guacamole. I've been I had hearing, I've been I had hearing. you've been talking you about the, it on the show. You guys
1: were nice enough to do the whole uh, bitmoji thing the right. other day, which I thought was a lot of fun, and, and give me the avocado hands nice. or whatever. Yeah. So I said, you know what? Everybody just, you know, we did a show a few weeks ago about what we would bring to a barbecue, and I said guacamole. And I took a little heat for that. Yeah, I
3: couldn't understand. So that.
1: I'm bouncing back today, and I'm just bringing my guacamole to kind of show why
3: we will taste test and that.
1: see if it's all uh,
3: all I'm, that it's
2: cracked I'm willing cracked up to do to a live taste test. Uh, we also uh, we have AJ Preller. He's not coming on the show, but he'll be on the show. I caught up with him uh, earlier this week. He sat down here Kinda on the kind of glad set. you did
1: it earlier in the week because he's, he's, he he's needs a, to be busy. He's today. a little yeah. busy today, he's, yeah. yeah. We just want to take right AJ now. away from his uh,
2: main priorities. So we have that coming up. We talked to him about the draft of the Padres general manager. Uh, we'll also get into some of your draft memories, Randy. You're someone who's been through this process before. Uh, yes. So it's going to be a good show. And make sure to join the conversation anytime you feel like using hashtag PadresSH and jumping on the uh, conversation happening at Padres.com slash socialhour. Uh, it's funny, we talk about how great yesterday was, the show for a lot of us, but mm. kind of like you, Randy, you can't make everybody happy. And we had one tweet come in from our old buddy Cranky Ed ah. and his Twitter handle, no-nonsense88, glad I missed the show, never interested in entertainers on a baseball show. Good
3: job, I, I
2: like it.
1: No way. Come you on, it was on. so fun yesterday. I like him. Cranky Ed, I, Cranky first of all, first of all favorite, I like man. the nickname. And I'm sorry that he stole it from me, <laughs> but Cranky Chris.
3: Yeah, yeah I like Cranky. I like that. He, he's earned it, yeah.
1: But it's a long season. You got to have some fun along the way. I think it's a, and it's it great to dog Snoop Dogg and
3: Mark on. Paul are you kidding I mean, me? these are a listers.
1: Well, Snoop a, Dogg a list. I don't know, Mark. I got to be honest. Zach Morris is a lister. That's Zach blasphemy. Morris is not are coming A-lister. out of your mouth, Chris. No. Um, Snoop well, Dogg, yes. Snoop Dogg though did
2: have, and this was maybe a bad omen for the game, and we'll get to the game yesterday in a sec. The Padres losing again in a series finale. The first pitch he ended up throwing, he said here on set he's going to throw heat, it's going to be in the strike zone, and then it was all over every sports show last night how bad his how first bad pitch was. was. Yeah. We're taking a look at it now. Uh, in painful slow motion, wasn't even close. He did have the heat. He threw it pretty hard, but, man, did he miss. And it was, just, and here it is in full speed as we're taking a look at it now. Just way to the right, way outside, Whoa. almost hit the National Anthem singer, who was at the back Did he stop. point his
1: foot at home plate? He kind of yeah, yeah was, you know, he lay, his landing foot was okay. The arm just dragged way behind. Way the body. behind, yeah. That's the that's the. Deal. And he's a guy. He's thrown first pitches before, so he had experience. So yeah. it's not like that was his first time. The worst uh, ever was the mayor of Cincinnati. Do you remember him when he yeah, hit the yeah. uh, umpire oh, standing yeah. up the first base line halfway up the first base line? The him. umpires are like. Yeah. Well, that
2: comes from? You can argue. Sure.
1: Here it is. We're we going to take is. a look at it oh, now. Yeah, nice job, Blooper. <laughs> yeah, and right then the umpire threw
2: him out of the game yeah, uh, after Brittany. he almost hit him. Yeah. do way bad.
1: Nice way to have that handy.
2: Way left. Like 30 feet left yeah, of home plate. That was
1: play. the worst throw ever. He was, he was not good so at that. So Snoop wasn't that bad.
2: No. But no. the other one that we talked about on the show was 50 Cent, another rapper who also has an infamous bad yeah. first pitch. Mm-hmm. He did through his at the Mets at Citi Field. And Snoop Dogg, uh, this is the pitch he's referring to. Also way left. Snoop come taught, on, also lefty. a southpaw. <laughs> no, <come> on, <laughs> uh, or 50 Cent a southpaw, I should say. And he was way off to the left. And then after the game yesterday, so Snoop, after all, he talked it up. He actually tweeted at 50
1: Cent, got you beat, cuz.
2: Oh, Snoop he- took
1: credit for having a yeah. better pitch even. Wow. No, I, th- I think got you beat in a bad oh, got way. Got you like, beat I was cause mine was worse. Yeah, exactly. Who had the best opening pitch ever? We all agree, right? George Bush. George Bush, Bush is yeah. on yeah. that after, after, after 9/11. 9/11. Yeah, 11. that's I agree. greatest thing he ever did in his presidency, right? We're there. not going to go down I'm that route. I know we're not getting into that <laughs>
2: category. Uh, we're look not it, going Cooper's there. on fire today. He's got the George Bush video You got the George now, Bush wow. one, not a baby no, this one, the, I mean the pressure, the situation, oh. the context. He's wearing degrees, like a a, a, at a bulletproof, bulletproof vest, vest under that under a sweater and then he and then he just pipes in a bullet. I mean a seed. What a strike. And from the rubber too. They yeah. had that ceremonial rubber in front. He actually went all 60 feet, no, 6 this inches. This was beautiful, right? You watch it now. There.
1: I mean, boom. Yeah, that
3: was sweet. That was nice. Right down the middle yeah, nice of the it. He was in the underground cage getting the Oh, he was, said he yeah, was. yeah, he was warming he up. Said definitely. He up. I mean, yeah. and, and understandably so. You have to so, warm up. Understandably so. All
2: yeah. right, let's get to uh, yesterday's game. And, uh, yeah, it kind of went the way of Snoop's first pitch. Very much askew for the Padres. What's, I mean,
3: this series finale stuff. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand one that in 19 one. Now. one 19 now. There's no way to
1: explain this, except for it's in their heads a little bit. I mean, Do you I would at think at this it point? has to
3: be. Well, I think now they have you have to know, think certainly about it. know it but by well, now. Yeah, when you bring it up, you know, now, now it's definitely in their head, I think. You know, uh, it's just, it's just, is just leaving
1: stuff up in the zone to guys that aren't really. You know, this Ender Inciarte guy, <laughs> he looks like a Hall of Famer when he comes here. Oh, I mean, yeah. when he was with Arizona, he would go crazy here. And then yesterday, he had a single, double, and a triple his first three at bats. But uh, just Drew Pomeranz and not have his best stuff. I thought he did well to get out of it with four runs. Oh, I agree. Because he was leaving a lot of stuff up well, in the zone. And also, look,
3: they're trying to take him the other way. And he was serving up pitches like thigh high right. where they could drive the other way. Yeah. Instead of trying to get aggressive on that breaking ball and ultimately they were laying comes, off on that.
1: It comes down to you can't score. You know, Will Myers hits two home runs. You need to win this ball game. But nobody helped him.
2: Yeah, he was the only one doing any damage yesterday all by himself. Uh, We've talked about it with uh, Bob Scanlon here on the show before, back when they were only 1-18 in in series finales. (laughs) And his theory is that it's because most of these finales are getaway days. They're day games. And if you look at the day game numbers for the Padres this year, abysmal.
3: They are abysmal. They
2: are dead last, not just in the National League, but in all of baseball in day game batting average, on-base percentage, ERA, and WHIP. Second worst in all of baseball in slugging yeah. and in batting if average t- against. If
3: you talk about you know Sunday day games and, and getaway days are usually how, a day games, Well, how do you
2: fix that? that What's wrong? What's so hard about playing baseball in the sun?
3: I don't know. Or early in the The other teams the day? seem
1: to be doing okay. They're doing better than okay <laughs> when it's against the Padres. you got to yeah.
3: flip-flop the lineup. Let the pitcher lead off. P- now you're
1: seconds. gonna go Billy Martin on me and pick yeah. the lineup out of a hat. Just
3: bizarro, yeah, Bizarro. Day. I just think My. it's one of. The,
1: I'll be honest with you. I, I, I'm saying right here. I think it's just one of these strange things. I think the second half of the season. I'm not calling. They go 19 and one. 20 games now is a big sample size. To me, it'll even out. I I don't see any reason for it. You're going to try to tell me that the other teams are scouting them over the first two games. That's what Stan thinks too. He thinks that's the plays they've got a bead on what the Padres are doing. I I find that really difficult.
3: I I really find that difficult to believe that you know a couple of games is going to give you a scouting report for the finale. And I'm, I'm not going there. I, I bet you they go. I'm it. He loves it. it. He I said bet he you they love it as a player. 500
1: the rest of the way well, on final game of series. Yeah, it's it's just going to even out. That's a on bit. tape now. We're as gonna as be long as they're not to
3: destroyed on getaway day. You know, getaway day, getting your luggage, yada yada, and all that stuff. And but the you know, other teams are doing it too. I understand. I understand. And it's I'm happening saying.
2: on games that are series finales within a homestand. You know, they're not getting away anywhere.
3: Well, you're going for a sweep, though. I mean, you you think you. And, and 8 step it up a notch. A Zero and bit.
2: eight, going for a sweep. Yeah. And against the
1: Braves of all teams,
2: too. I mean, how upsetting was that? The worst team in baseball, and the sweep is right there for the taking, and you can't pull the trigger. Okay, you want the bottom line? Give it to me.
1: It's not a championship team we're looking at here this year. Championship? What? Yeah, championship teams don't do stuff like this.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I just well, yeah. think that's it. I mean, championship you don't, you don't teams have a, aren't one in nineteen to no, like, get away that. It just there. doesn't right. happen. Uh, I- happen.
2: Ironically, that one was against the championship team, the Chicago Cubs in a double-header sweep. That's strange. That's that's baseball. You just – you never know. Uh, Will Myers, we mentioned, uh, great day yesterday. The only guy offensively that really showed up. Two home runs. And coincidentally yesterday, before the game, Major League Baseball released the latest update on the All-Star game voting. And they put it out. And, again, as for the first round – No Padres anywhere to be seen, uh, including Will Myers, who's probably right now offensively the, the best shot the Padres have, but he's not even in the top five for first baseman voting. And for Will, now after his two home runs yesterday, I looked this up today, he's in the top five in the National League among first basemen in the following categories. Runs, homers, RBI, steals, average, OPS, and war. You know what other first baseman in the NL is top five in all those categories? No. Nobody. Yeah, he's the only one is Will Myers. You guys all-star game worthy.
3: He's all-star game worthy, uh, but obviously he's going to have to be a manager pick. You know, he's going to Rizzo's going to get the vote. Yeah, he's not
1: making it in
3: by the Goldschmidt is going to get there based on reputation. Somebody somebody can't make it. And here's a guy that's
1: here's a name that's going to cause Will Myers some problems as far as getting on the all-star team this year. And it's not Will Myers fault, but that's Chris Carter, who plays first base for Milwaukee. And has hit 16 home runs, and everybody knows about that. And Milwaukee's got to have a, have a representative. So this you is you think the, him over like uh, Jonathan Lucroy or Ryan? VR, uh, VR, who's leading the league in stolen bases, could get the selection from Milwaukee, but somebody's got to come from Milwaukee. I'm worried about that. Brandon Belt's having a pretty good year as well. I think Will Myers is All Star worthy, but we're we're watching him every single day, and he's play The play he made at first base, I thought yesterday in the first inning, saved the game for the moment because that goes down the line it might be four well, nothing
3: it, it finished, so yeah. that's a nice play Good He's call. even
1: playing well defensively but you know the potters are having a tough season they're playing late night on the west coast and nobody's noticing it other than us well
3: and the big thing you know the andy Green's going to be one of the coaches uh represent the potter we'll you know him up a little we're, I mean, we're talking about a pitcher are going to make it whether it be fernando rodney, rodney or, or pomeranz, pomeranz. yeah you know, one, they're one not going to
1: get two guys though randy Are
2: they? They they? Here's what Andy Green said yesterday about being chosen as a coach for the All-Star Game. He goes, if Terry Collins, the Mets manager who's managing the All-Star Game, uh, if he asks me anything, I will advocate very strongly for our guys. So if there's an extra spot in there, or maybe if Will Myers makes that final vote that the fans get that last man on the roster, and maybe Andy Green puts some muscle behind it, maybe Will Myers can end up sneaking in with those pitchers. Yeah. yeah, maybe. We look at it. The tough. There. Can That's I tough. just
1: tell you just a quick All-Star story from 1999? That was the year that Bochy picked the, the reserves, right? Because the Padres went to the World Series in '98, and at the last minute he needed another pitcher, and uh, he couldn't think of somebody, and somebody in the media said, well, you know, this Scott Williamson for Cincinnati's having a nice year, and Bochy said, okay, he's he's the guy.
5: Never, and he was never on the know. team. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
1: know. so I mean, the managers do their best, but you're right. A suggestion by Andy Green could fit the guy in. It could, could. could yeah. fit Will Myers in at Who the last whoever's,
3: minute. Whoever's in his ear a little bit. That's right. Gonna make a difference. That's how it can, can happen. happen. And the good thing
2: for Will, maybe, and there's a lot of good first baseman, but he can play some outfield, too. He's flexible if you're looking as a National League to actually win the game when it matters. Mm-hmm. It counts. Maybe he's someone that could get in that last I ball. hope he makes it. I think so, too. And he, he deserves to right now if the numbers keep it up. He's got to avoid those big slumps that we've seen. He just had one that he's coming out of. Nah, if he can avoid that, I think those it, numbers about, will be he had there.
3: He about 10 more dingers this month. Yeah, that's I all think. it takes. I all i to do it. Do That'll that. put him
2: in. Uh, by the way, uh, before we get to draft talk, when we come back here in a second, uh, James Shields made his Chicago White Sox debut yesterday. Saw that. <laughs> Man, he got rocked. Two innings, seven earned. Gave up three home runs. 79 pitches. In I was going to bring that innings. up
1: because how many games did you pitch in your career of less than 79 pitches? At oh, least yeah. a half dozen, right? A half dozen. He won 79 pitches for two, for innings. two innings. That's a, that's, a
2: that's not good. Uh, that's a a lot of people already yesterday. Padres won the trade. I think one starts a little bit Ooh. too yeah. early for that. let not lose our head. An inauspicious start you know. for James. He's uh, in a tough ballpark though
1: for a guy that gives up home runs. Very tough, and we so. saw
2: three of them yesterday yeah. already. All right, when we come back, we're going to get into today's draft talk and some uh, some trips down memory lane, maybe coming on the way. From Randy's Day. Sounds good. Yeah how about that?
1: I can tell you about how I wasn't drafted if you'd
2: like. I can tell you about that too. I don't (laughs) think people want to hear about that Chris. (laughs) Me three. Yeah, Join the club. (laughs) Uh, But first want to let you know about a new giveaway coming our way here when the Padres are back in town. All fans in attendance on Saturday June 18th for the 7-10 game against the Nationals will receive a blue Padres fedora. I love fedoras. Presented by National University. Stay after the game too for an all-star game themed fireworks show. Get tickets today at Padres.com. Is
1: that Nikki modeling that? That looks a little like me.
2: That Nikki was not modeling Nikki modeling that. No? that. We're gonna come back and talk some draft memories. You don't want to miss it. This is Padres Social Hour.
0: Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to
2: Padres Social Hour here on Draft Day. Four o'clock. Draft coverage starts. <laughs> but before we get to the draft coverage, we have the live taste test here in the AMR studio of Chris Ello's uh, supposedly world-famous guacamole. Good stuff, man. Randy is good. hoarding the chips. He has a whole <laughs> bag of <laughs> you chips You better here. hurry up and eat some because I'm lucky that I was off. able to get just one. So this is going to be my live first dip here, and we'll Enjoy. see what this, what this is all about.
5: Mm. Oh, Sound yeah. Sounds
2: mm. good. The crunch on air just sounds amazing. Oh, mm. this, tastes, this is really good, Chris.
1: This is good. Thank you. Glad you like
2: it. I can see why you would bring it. First overall
1: to a barbecue. See, that's this why. Is great. Yeah. Now well, now what? I'm expecting you to bring hamburgers and hot dogs and beer to a show. <laughs> and I'm expecting Center barbecue, to bring, bring the ribs the and you bring the sauce all and right. the whole thing. You got
2: a yeah. deal. Now, this is a good start. Is, hoping I'm hoping I'm starting start. a tradition. Yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah. The more, If anyone ever wants to bring food or drink to the set, you're more than welcome, whether you're on the show or not. That's right. We'll we take are anything. Happy. We'll take anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll get to draft a talk here in just a second. But first, a tweet. That came in on hashtag PadresSH during the break. Uh, Jake tweeting in, we were talking about Will Myers maybe making the All-Star game. I've been strictly voting Myers, only filling out the NL first base slot for the All-Star game. (laughs) So he goes in, votes Myers, no other position, gets out. Uh, Jake, that's great, but you still got some work to do, man. Uh, Anthony Rizzo at first base, 1.26 million votes. And John Jaso, who was in fifth place, at uh, 210,000. So Myers is at least below that. Wow! So only a million more votes or so wow. and Wills right there. No, these Cubs fans are voting like It's an all crazy. Cubs infield, isn't it? Yeah. It's an all year. Cubs infield. I right now, yeah. I get it, you know. And Dexter Fowler. Rizzo, Zobrist, Bryant, Russell, and then uh, Fowler and they're catcher's third in the third in the catching yeah. ballot. So wow. they're they're voting hard. Well, let's uh, there
1: was a year, 1985, the Padres had five guys start the All-Star game. So it did happen. Of course, it was the year after they won the 84. Especially now with
2: the online voting and what we see the world. But now with the online thing, yeah, it's a free-for-all. All All right, let's talk some drafts. And uh, today the Padres, as we've mentioned, have uh, six of the first 85 picks. They'll make five of those picks today. They have nearly $13 million of pool money to play with, what they can do and manipulate with that in terms of who they can sign and when. Uh, That starts all at 4 o'clock. But now we're going to take a little bit of a a detour back in time. I'm going to put you, Randy, on the Cholula... Hot seats. Okay. Welcome. Uh, you were drafted <laughs> a fifth round draft pick, 1972 draft. Yeah, I mean, we're going it, way
3: back. No, we're going way back. Fifth man. round. I mean,
2: yeah, why, how'd you last so long? How'd you drop so far? Are
3: you kidding me? I mean, well, number one, I, I remember I was 22. I just got my degree. I, I graduated college, so I wasn't like an 18 year old prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, and I, I wouldn't play golf that day with some buddies of mine.
1: Did you know the draft was even going on that oh, day? Sure. Because we, back yeah. in the seventies it really wasn't well, yeah, but I, I much talked, of an event. I,
3: actually I talked to a couple of Detroit Tiger scouts that I'd known and had known for quite a while and uh, really thought the Detroit, you know, Tigers were gonna take me in the fifth or sixth round. Is that right? Is what I was told so I went and played golf and and came back and then, you know, when I when my phone rang I got the phone call and that's how you find out in the old days. Right. It wasn't like you got on your computer and checked it all out. Of, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And uh, so you know, all of a sudden, you know, it was uh, you know, you know, Marty Keough and Cliff Ditto from the San Diego Padres team Well, we selected you in the fifth round. We'd like to come by and talk to you, and I was I was shocked. I went, "Wow!" I, it wasn't even in my radar that the Padres speaking were speaking of
1: interested. radar. I, I had a quick question, if you don't mind. I, I just was because your radar, your fastball, never blew up a radar gun. No. I'm curious, would you have been drafted in this day and age, throwing the same speed you did then? Or you know what I'm saying? Because there's so much reliance now on the radar gun, yes, as opposed it, to back Yes, then. but they've
3: been deep. I think I would you think you would have gone way down. I'd have gone way, way down huh. in, in the draft because I, you know, throwing 85, 86. But you know, the only thing I was really able to do at every every level wherever I pitched, I won ball games. I won a lot of ball games and had a lot of success. Yeah, and I think that that would get somebody's attention. But I mean, I I'd, I'd be in the 37th rounder. It would have been down. There. Yeah, very different. And probably I probably yeah. have got just about the same signing money. That I got them. <laughs> I
2: mentioned that the Padres have about 13 million to play with in this draft. Yeah. And yeah. some of these guys, these bonus baby guys, no matter who they're being drafted think, by, uh, they're clearing $5, they, 6000000 million. How much did you I get? think
3: the Padres had $13,000 as a budget. I, no, I got 1500 It was my signing bonus. Wow. And, uh, and it was fine. I mean, and it's one of the advantages, I think, in the drafts that you can have. It, 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 you get the young kids, the prospects, uh, you know, they're, it's just raw talent. You got to develop. And then also, but I think when you have a, a, a young man that's a, a senior and coming out of college, you've got to let him over a barrel. You haven't got a lot of options. Either you're going to sign a professional contract, you're going to get a job, going to go work. And that's really the truth. And in take, you know, you'd have to take advantage of that, and that was my scenario at the time in the fifth round. You know, hey, if, if I didn't sign and go play, you know, pro baseball, I was going to go get a job. I wasn't like I was going back to school. And so, and, and I, I knew that I figured that out. Right. But you know, all you want at that, that point in time is an opportunity, yeah. and that's uh, all I wanted.
2: And you know, another way that the days have changed so much: the Padres had the first overall pick that same draft, and they had Dave Roberts, the other Dave Roberts. Right. And he played later that day for the Padres. That's
3: right. Game two of a double third header. baseman.
2: Can you imagine getting the kid who gets drafted today, and then he goes out and plays <laughs> tonight yeah, or tomorrow?
3: I, I remember being, you know, being a teammate. That of Dave, is the out next, of control. The next year in '73. And 73, our number one pick was Dave Winfield. Yeah. you know, So right. that, that, that was that was big.
2: That one worked out. Best yeah. one they ever had. Right. We, uh, we've got A.J. Preller, as I mentioned. He stopped by a couple days ago. When we come back, it's a very long interview. We covered a lot of different topics, Padres' overall strategy, uh, how excited he is to have a first-round pick for the first time as a GM. So make sure to stick around for that and uh, have some questions ready for when we come back to discuss it after this. Uh, Good job on the Cholula hot sauce, Randy. thank you, thank you. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic one cap, and the official hot sauce (laughs) of the San Diego Padres. A.J. Preller interview on the way, but we're going to be here with this guacamole, so we'll see you in a little bit.
0: You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR Studio inside Petco Park.
2: Welcome back to Padre Social Hour here in the AMR studio, getting you set for this year's draft. And the man here to talk about it now is a man that will play a very pivotal role in that draft. It's Padre General Manager A.J. Preller. A.J., how are you? Good, good. Yeah, getting ready for uh, for Thursday. Looking forward to it. It's uh, been a busy time of year for you, obviously. It's your first time on Social Hour, so welcome and uh, Honor that you were able to take some time because it is very busy for you. So, what's it been like now the week
5: and change leading up to what's been a day that uh, a lot of people are putting a lot of stock into? Yeah, basically. I mean, our process we have uh, our, we have area scouts, 16 area scouts across the country, and they come in and they present their their list, their preference list of uh, players that they would like to select um, from their regions, and then that that's you know takes about four days or so for them to go through all the players in the country, and then. Uh, you know, we start about a week process in which we, uh, we, we put the together, you know, the, our, our, you know, our different priority boards, and uh, you know, put the, we'll rank the guys by position, um, and then we'll eventually we'll, we'll end up putting an overall preference board, and, and that's what we use to, to make our selections.
2: Talk to me about the preference organizationally. You've got six of the first 85 picks. Do you guys have an overall strategy? Do you ha- you know, Are you shooting for high upside high school arms, polished college hitters? What are you guys looking for uh, anything overall in the beginning
5: of yeah, this draft? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you hear it all the time with the drafts, but I think it's really true. You're really just the, be- the best guy available, I think, uh, you know, especially in baseball, we you know, most of the time, you know, the, the players go into the development system and, and, you know, it takes them a three-, four-, five-year period in order to get to the big league. So, you know, I think for the, you know, if we end up looking up and we had, we took, you know, ten high school pitchers in a row, and but we felt like those were the best selections at the time, you know, that, that's the way we're going to go about doing it. So we don't really try to focus in and say, hey, we need a college bat at this spot or a college pitcher or a high school bat. I think it's uh, more just legitimately each spot, each round, try to take the guy that we feel like is the best pick for that for that area.
2: No, I won't ask you to tip your hand too much with specific names. Uh, I don't know if you know every other GM in the bigs watches this show, so I don't <laughs> want you to give away anything too close to the vest. But um, how deep does your planning go? How much do you script like, hey, we have these first – 30 guys available so that we have three of those first 30 picks that we at least know we're, we're getting someone that we have on the board how deep does it go
5: yeah I think you know I think uh you know you want to be prepared for, for you know for every possibility I think we try to go through you know a bunch of scenarios exercises in which you know you try to figure out you know hey what general area certain guys are going to be at and, and who may be in play for us in certain spots I think you know I think uh you know I think the you know the good scouting directors and and the good groups have a, have a little bit better feel in general but Really, you don't know 100% until you get into that draft room, until you see, kind of see how the board starts going and who may be there. And I think the baseball draft, for the most part, you got to be prepared to to act quickly. And that's why I think the preparation leading into it is so important because you don't, you don't have 15 minutes between selections. And, and you know, as, as you get going through the draft and we get deep into the deeper rounds, you know, picks are being made. You know, every every honestly every every 15 seconds or so <laughs> as you start getting deeper. So you have to have done your work throughout the year, really set your board the way you want to set it because you got to make quick calls on, on the fly.
2: A lot of us from the outside think we can know which holes need fixing or plugging in the organization. From your perspective, what do you think are the needs organizationally that you guys would most like
5: to fill yeah, in this draft? Yeah, I think when you look at our system right now, I think we have you know a nice group of guys that are, that are playing in the, in the A-ball level. Um, you know, Prospect-wise, we have you know the Fort Wayne pitching staff is, is filled with, with younger arms that are throwing really well right now. I think there's a gap in the middle tiers you know, in terms of uh, you know both positionally and, and definitely on the starting pitching front. And you know when you look at our El Paso club in Triple we've got some good position players. We don't really have a ton of starting pitching options there. So, you know, I think uh, I, I think you know you know how how that plays into the draft. I mean, I think just in, in general organizationally, you know, that gap that we're seeing between A ball and Triple that's something we have to you know have to address in the draft. Though, I still think, I still think it comes back to like as we said, we're we're just trying to get the you know the most talented guy, the guy with the best character and makeup. Uh, and usually those guys come quick. And sometimes, you know, you look at it and you think, hey, you know, this certain guy may be three or four years away, but, you know, maybe it's a high school kid that's 17 or 18 years old. But the good ones, if you look at it historically, they come quick, and that's where we just kind of uh, stress with our scouting group. Hey, we, we just got to get the right guys, and those guys will move through the system for us. Now,
2: with this many picks uh, this early in the draft, you can apply some game theory here and there. You know, do you spread the wealth among different positions? Do you just go for the best player available, even if you end up with six Pitchers or six center fielders or, or whatever. Do you guys have any thoughts into how you're going to allocate strategically those six picks, or is it again just whoever's there at the time?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, definitely prepared in terms of like you know trying to play, trying to play you know that the, you know the idea of hey, what combination looks best and everything like that for us. Um, but honestly, I think when we get into you get into the room, it's going to be more just based based off of our board, based off of our, off of our preference list, and uh, and really not, not trying to focus and say, hey, we need a you know this position because we're we're a little light there right now in the farm system. A similar question, I guess. Uh, in terms of high risk,
2: high ceiling versus just somebody solid, do you think that you have a bit more flexibility that you can afford to maybe take a gamble or two because you have the, all those picks early, or are you trying to get just a solid choice on each one?
5: Yeah, I, I think what we've tried to talk about is that, you know really you know don't look at it as hey like we're you know we're taking a lottery ticket or a flyer just because we have the extra picks. I think you know in each spot you know make sure the process is right, make sure we've done our homework, make sure we know you know we know the players well, their backgrounds in and out. And at that point, you know, you always have those debates. Hey, is, you know, this guy might have a little higher ceiling. This guy might be a little, you know, quote-unquote safer to get there, a little bit more certainty. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't you know, I, I don't think our group is going to look at it, hey, we have some extra picks, and that means, you know, you're going to shoot from your hip or take a flyer on, on, on a lottery ticket guy. It's, you know, continually, hey, make good decisions, make sound decisions, and I think at the end of the day that will lead to a good draft.
2: What is that, uh, the war room, quote-unquote, like, the room for you guys, especially in these first couple of days? Take us behind the scenes uh, just to put us into that situation that scenario that you're going to be in for hours on end
5: yeah it's a uh, we're, we, we do our draft here at the ballpark you know there's a you know in, in, a, in a conference type room and you know you've, you've got you know four monitors going at all times with you know some of the, the some of the college games going you got video of each of the players you're talking about you've got a scout usually presenting the player and then you've got a lot of debate you've got a lot of guys that weigh in and check in and kind of give give their takes on what they've seen Um you know and and you know and talking about the background of the makeup talking about the medical component talking about the analytic component um, and then ultimately it comes down to Mark Hunter, our scouting director to make a call and put him you know and put him in a place that we feel like is uh, you know is accurate so it's uh, you know it's a fun room it's a lot of debates So it's long hours at least for the last you know for the last week um, but I think when you get done with it, if your process is right, you end up, you end up making good selections, just
2: pizza boxes and Diet Cokes and coffee
5: everywhere. Yeah, yeah it, definitely. It definitely. The diet right now is probably, <laughs> is probably not, uh, not too healthy, but, um, you know, I think, you know, you know, you look up most the most days you look up and you're like, man, it's 11 o'clock at night. Our big league game is over. And, you know, and, and you're still going, it feels like you just got there at 8am. So, um, but it, it's a lot of fun. Now, let me ask you
2: about uh, just take a step back and look at the bigger picture because everyone's been saying, especially with the performance of the big league team to this point on the field – the big dates, you know, it's day one of the draft, and then it's the international signing period come July. And everyone from, you know, you guys in the front office to ownership, fans, us in the media, always putting it on this date being one to circle on the calendar. Do you feel any extra pressure to really nail this one because of the opportunity with all the
5: extra picks and everyone putting a lot of emphasis on it? Yeah, no, that's it. I think it's I mean, it's always an important day on the baseball calendar. I think this year has gotten more attention just because we – you know, we pick we almost in, in in kind of in almost every phase of the draft. You know, you have you know you're picking up in the top ten, then you have multiple picks in the twenties, and then throughout the comp round. So I think you know that that part of it gains extra attention, in terms of like you know the feeling like it's a it's a it's a crucial day always in your in your baseball operations calendar because you look up every you know all the time and three years from now you know um the successful teams pretty much can almost always date back to that draft day and there's a you know a difference making player or a pivotal decision that was made on that day or a group of players that are brought in and i think this year you know no different obviously with the more picks we have more opportunity so I think definitely looking forward to that part of it.
2: How excited are you to have a first-round pick finally? You know, last year uh, <laughs> yeah. it was forfeited. Now this year you get that. You have the bonus pool money to play with. Um, for you personally, in terms of having this sort of uh, opportunity now, how are you looking to take advantage of that for the first time?
5: Yeah, I think uh, definitely, definitely excited and anxious. I think when you go to when you go to build build something long-term, which is, you know, I think what what you know what what any baseball operations group is you know, is trying to do. Obviously, having those picks and having extra picks—if you look historically, like some of the better drafts—usually it's when it's when you have multiple picks. So I think we view it as a real opportunity. I think it's fun. It's exciting. I think when you go out and scout, there's really no players that are that are kind of off our board. I think you know, in past years, um, you know, maybe you're picking the 30s or, or you know something like that, and you know, for the most part, hey, you're not getting access to the Garrett Coles or the Manny Machado's or the Steven Stephen Strasburgs, you know, so you really don't have to. You know, I really don't spend a lot of time scouting those guys. This year, it's, you know, it's been all hands on deck because you know, we're in play at every spot, honestly, for almost every player, and uh, it should be a lot of fun.
2: Now from what I've been reading, a lot of people think there is not that kind of, you know, the Carlos Correa, the Bryce Harper, the no doubt about, or about it available guy. Do you see that type of potential MVP Cy Young
5: talent that may be available to the Padres at eight? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, you know, I think it's a good draft. I think, um, you know, everybody always has their impression and their opinion. I think uh, – you know, maybe, you know, if you don't have that, <coughs> that clear cut consensus, number one, um, and, and I think in this draft probably isn't, you know, I think we view it as, as an opportunity though, honestly, I think we are positioned at eight and then, and then, you know, like you mentioned, the multiple picks in the top eighties, I think it's a depth draft. I think there's a lot of good players. I think we might end up getting just as, you know, a guy that maybe just has much potential at, you know, at, at pick 25 as we do at eight and, um, you know, the same way throughout. So I think, uh, I, you know, I think the other thing too, from, from our standpoint, is we, we really try to stress that it's, you know, it's 40 rounds in the draft, and you know I think uh, the most successful programs, you know, look up and you get a guy in the 17th round, the guy in the 18th round, the guy in the 33rd round, and there are good players out there. You got to go find them, and uh, you know, so this year there may not be that consensus one-one pick for you know for the Phillies or whoever's picking up there, but you know I, I do think it's it's a good draft, and we're gonna get quality players. Want to take
2: another step back, big picture-wise? Uh, you've already made one significant trade from the big league club this year. I'm sure you'll be fielding a lot of calls through the summer. We know free agency in the off-season is a big part of, of building a big league roster as well. How do you value the draft compared to those other avenues? Spring international amateurs in. Uh, they're all different pillars you can build an organization on. How do you value the draft
5: compared to some of those other ways in terms of uh, immediate help versus long-term help versus the big picture of the organization? Yeah, I think just like you mentioned, it's it's, a, it's one of the big pillars in order to you know in in, or in player acquisition, in order to build your you know in order to build your program and your team. Um, but you know when you you know I think each area's got to be strong. I mean like there's really no no team that looks up and says, we only built through the draft, or we only built in the international you know July second market?" Uh, you know I mean you look up and usually hey there was a there was a trade that was made there was you know a free agent that was signed there was you know uh, obviously players that came throughout this you know come throughout the system it's hard to acquire players from other teams you know so uh, you know, you gotta. You know, I think that it, it does put a more of a point of emphasis on getting your own and developing your own. That's always crucial. And I think, you know, usually the franchise guys, you know, the guys at least in the last 10, 15 years, whether it's a Buster Posey or a Derek Jeter or Albert Pujols originally with the Cardinals, they're with their original clubs, you know, because they're those kind of players. You know, Paul Goldschmidt, et cetera. Um, you know, we've got to continue to try to get our own. You know, guys that we can look up that are going to be those type of guys. They usually come through the draft. Um, but really, every area. That's that's that, That's the focus on baseball operations, like you mentioned, is trade route, free agent route, six you know six year free agent route, draft route, you now international market. I think if you hit those as as well as we can, that's that's how you build a championship group.
2: Something else about this draft, you've mentioned it yourself. It's after this that teams start really assessing themselves at the big league level and start making some calls. How busy do you expect to be? How much do you, is your phone expected to ring uh, the next month or two once this draft passes? About the guys at the big league level.
5: Yeah, it's always busy. I mean, I think I think like you know, you know all, all teams are are working hard and they're active and aggressive, and I think. You know, everybody. You know, you kind of get through that draft point to evaluate your club, and I think you know after that, then teams start really getting a little more aggressive understanding, saying, "Hey, we're we're in contention, or maybe we're not. We're not really in contention." And hey, here's what we need if we want to be a championship type team. And they start looking at the teams that you know that that may be able to have that to offer, maybe they'll help them. So I, I do think when we get uh, once we get once we get done with the draft, and then. You know, I I think the phones will start ringing a little bit and, you know, leading up, obviously, to the July 31 trade deadline. All
2: right. uh, Yeah, it's a busy, busy time of the summer for you, AJ. Thanks so much for carving out some time. We really appreciate it. A question I always like asking fellow
5: travelers whenever I get the chance to. You have a favorite airport? I know you log a lot of miles. Uh, I think probably favorite airport, um, probably... I would say the, uh, the, probably my favorite area, LAX, American Airlines, because they've got a little separate entrance that they let the, uh, the preferred members go through. Nice, well. yeah.
2: And you've got, I'm sure, between the draft and everything else, you're, you're racking up those uh, frequent flyer miles. So, AJ, thank you for, again for carving out some time for us here today. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. That is Padres GM, AJ Preller. And this, with more on the way, is Padres Social Hour.
0: From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. We are now back live here in the AMR studio. Thanks to
2: Padres General Manager A.J. Preller for stopping by earlier this week and unpacking a a lot of stuff there for us. We've just been eating guacamole, Chris's guacamole, for the last 15 minutes. It's almost all gone. It's great. Uh, We're also, we're hoping to, as the Padres get their top draft picks tonight, get interviews with those guys. Get them calling in or Skyping in, and hopefully we'll have those for you as the weekend uh, progresses. So you'll get to hear from the potential future stars of
3: this franchise. So you're going to sit here during the draft?
2: You're looking at me right here. If there's any more guacamole you want to leave for us the rest of the night?
1: Am I staying for the draft? Uh, Yeah. Oh, of course. I I would miss it for the world. (laughs) We're having a little party. Blooper's going to be here. We're going to have so the much fun. The rest of the gang is going to stick around. We're going to have so it's much fun. It's going to be great. Uh, Who would you take just in general? Who would you take? I mean, what position player would you – I mean, they always give you the best available thing. He's got to have an idea, I mean, where, A lot where of it they depends. would like to I go. I read – and the
2: reason we're not getting into specific players right. on this show – It's too I, tough. In my research, I looked up seven different mock drafts for the first round. Oh, there were five
1: different players going yeah. to the Padres. You just yeah. don't know. There's no way of knowing. But what I would do if I was the Padres is, is I would find the best bat that's available at the number eight pick, somebody that can just absolutely rake. They, th- this is you, what this did, franchise needs. Are you needs. talking about a high school
3: guy? College,
1: I don't know. Does it, it doesn't matter. matter if he's high school, college, or, <clears> or well, wherever could, he is. I, that I need tr- somebody.
3: You're going to take the best athlete and get that but spot. They, that they keep saying
1: in, the best athlete. No, That's give me right. the best hitter. Just somebody so that you can don't just
3: flat out rate. But, you know, you win with pitching. It's all about pitching, pitching, and pitching. And if what, it, if it can't was can't all about –
1: No, but if it was all about pitching, the <laughs> Potters wouldn't be in last place all the time <laughs> because they pitch okay. Well, what A.J. Preller said is
2: that uh, the big weakness he sees in the organization right now is high-level pitching. There's some guys in the low A's. There's now a Drew Pomeranz, maybe a Tyson Ross healthy at the big leagues. But double A, triple A, there's no arms there. You go for a college pitcher, maybe that can accelerate the process, a guy who's maybe at triple A
3: Well, college pitcher, year. get him on the fast track that he, you know, but he's isn't 20, it tr- 21 years old.
1: I know what you're saying, but it seems to me that you can bring almost any pitcher here to Petco Park and they can have some semblance of success. I think Drew Pomeranz really? is a good example of that. Yeah. So let me could, ask you this, if you as a from a Padres fan perspective, he didn't get anybody out in Oakland or in Colorado, but he's he's pitching like an all-star here. He has been. I, what would you love most from a
2: Padres fan perspective to get? Like a, a stud shortstop for the next 15 years, a, a Clayton Kershaw like pitcher, outfielder. No,
1: I just said somebody that can rake. I just want somebody that can, I, any, I any, bat. Somebody that can bat third and and put some strike some fear into Bryce the Harper. opposition he wants to find there you, Bryce i mean, and i'm not going to find him Everybody I understand is. that but well, hey. but you know tula Witsky who went to colorado a few years ago i mean i'm t- just throwing some names out there but a, you know a middle of the diamond player that can rake. <laughs> they, this, this franchise is dying for somebody like that. Uh, I agree. Keep uh, in mind some names, some of the big bats that are supposed
2: to go early. Uh, think of the names Ray, Moniac, Sinzel, the kid from Tennessee. Maybe some people had him slip into the Padres. Those are your bats. But – Hate to break it to you, Chris. Most people, at least in that first pick, see the Padres playing with an arm. Get a pitcher. Get yeah. more pitching. Uh, we'll okay. see. But, yeah, it all depends on a lot of different things. So that's why we're not trying to make any specific predictions, but we will try and get those kids for you uh, to see what they have to say as the weekend moves along. New in 2016, fans can purchase 50-50 raffle tickets. And talk about raffle tickets. That's what this whole draft is. Uh, for a chance to win 50% of the raffle jackpot at each Padres home game. The remaining 50% will support the Padres foundation. Tickets can be purchased at various locations throughout petco park tickets are three for five dollars ten for ten or forty for twenty buy during your next trip to petco park for your chance to win big when we come back it's thursday that means the thursday three i'm gonna rank the drafts in the big four sports leagues by which one i think is best you don't want to miss it this is Padres social hour
0: we're talking padres all season long this is Padres social hour coming to you from the amr studio inside the team store all right, it's MLB draft day and it's also Thursday. Every
2: Thursday we go through the Thursday 3 ranking, anything that comes to mind. And I thought <laughs> of the four drafts, you know, which they're all a little bit different. And MLB is very unique in the whole bonus pool and the slot money and all that kind of stuff. And the fact that either you're coming out of high school or you got to wait the 3 years generally if you decide to go to college, which I think to is a good out. rule by the way. To me though, I think MLB is it's my least favorite of the four big league sport of the four big sports drafts because of all the bonus pool stuff. You've got some guys demanding really high stuff so that they can go to different teams. I don't like that. I like just get your guy in. It's all like a, a set scale. That's what I like. Uh, So my three, the NFL, I think, is number three. It's very straightforward. It's the most kind of boring of the draft. It's just there. It's vanilla. Uh, Then the NBA, uh, I like that they have a draft lottery for the top three, uh, but uh, I don't like that it's so weighted for the worst team. It encourages the tanking. NHL, I think, (laughs) has the best draft system because they have a lottery, but it's more evenly balanced, so it's not that much of a gimme if you're the worst team in the league that you get the number one pick. And you can draft these kids out of high school and keep their rights. They can still go to college. And then they can come up whenever they want, or if they're good enough, they can come out of high school or. So you like the rules in the it's NHL. It's more, it's more flexibility, but with rules in place, the MLB draft I think is a bit of a wild west kind of situation.
3: Yeah, I think yeah, the hockey kind of makes sense. Your, I think your talent pool for hockey is somewhat fixed and limited. Sure. You know. Yeah. I mean, how many how many guys played hockey in California and got drafted?
1: In California. Yeah. Uh,
3: a lot. Not many, but you look at Canada. That's like a whole extra oh. country worth of people that
2: you know. It's well, like the, they're, and the they're doing a lot of national drafting baseball, now yeah.
1: too in hockey. I, the one thing I'll agree with you on baseball's draft is that it's more difficult to follow the players that you draft. I mean, even the most diehard Padre fan that's tuning in today to watch the draft. Yeah. You're going to have trouble following oh, what happens to the 28th round pick and where he goes gonna and get where he's lost.
3: playing. He's going to get. That's lost what's hard about and, the, the and the you never know. Track. I mean, some of these kids. You know, I don't know what percentage of it. There, there's going to be some that come to their first spring training the following year and are not going to make it. Yeah, a, a large even, percentage. I'm they sure they won't make the cut. Yeah, yeah. it's tough. Yeah, and uh, so go find employment. It's fun, but
1: I
2: think
3: I've they're always certainly- felt
1: football for the opposite reason, though, because they come right from college. You've seen them in college. You know who they are.
3: There's That's seven rounds.
1: Too, yeah basketball
2: similar, yeah, yeah. you can yeah, follow it's just, it's the. I think this bonus pool stuff, there needs to be some more regulation with that. I think that's something that baseball will have to look into in future drafts. Uh, don't miss the next Padres Beer Fest presented by Southwest Airlines. That's Friday, June 17th before the Padres and the Nationals at 740. Sample a variety of beers from local and national breweries, all for $5 each. Get your tickets at Padres.com slash party. We're going to come up and wrap up this draft day edition of Padres Social Hour.
0: Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres
3: Social Hour.
0: Tomorrow we're back on at 4
2: o'clock before the Padres take on the Colorado Rockies little baby three-game getaway series. Yeah, a little getaway. I wanted to ask you this. They actually left yesterday, the Padres, after the game, even though there's a day off today and they don't play until tomorrow night. It's to get acclimated to the Mile High City. Would you have rather as a player gotten there early to get – comfortable or would you rather take a little extra day off at it, home
3: the new thought process having a full day off day there a little more rest i don't care if the guys want to go out to get together play golf uh the old days we would have left at, it we would have left at noon today <laughs> If we were going to colorado well, the what do you days. like
2: better having that extra night in your own bed or having a, an extra day to get used to
1: colorado
3: well personally i mean i, I, I enjoyed the extra night in our own bed it, I think it was our philosophy in the old days That's i would what I do would whatever
1: like. is necessary to win on sunday <laughs> <laughs> so that they don't have to be 1 and 20 in, in series, s- s- series finale. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. And, uh, they, whatever you can do, just win Sunday.
2: a yeah, 5 and 3 homestand. It was a good homestand. And Colorado, they had Could have three been three better, wins. though. Could have been a lot Could better. Be, yeah. Yes, we'll see how they start again tomorrow. 4 o'clock is when you'll see us again with Bill Center and Bob Scanlon. It's draft day. It's
3: draft day. Go get them, kid.
2: Good the luck, AJ. I like it.
3: Your way. We'll see how it all goes. Man. Thanks for watching Padre Social Hour.